Hey, John, thank you for joining us um, today. So for um, some of our our um, uh, watchers out there um, tonight, do you want to just uh, explain who you are and uh, where you come from? I'm always tempted to make something really sensational up at these times, but I won't. I'll, I'll just keep to the truth, which is always better. Uh, my name's John, <laughs> yeah. John Witt, and I live in Kumpamakno for some of the year. I also live in southern Zambia. Um, for the rest of the year as well, and I sort of move between the two. I lead a ministry called Dignity, which is working with uh, mainly the poor, but planting things called life groups in really remote places where we see people come to know Jesus and uh, people working in their community as well. I've got a wife, I've got three children, and yeah, life's life's fine. That's who I am. Brilliant. So um, which do you actually prefer, North Wales or Zambia? That's a hard one, actually. Um, it's never meant to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think it depends on where I am. Strangely enough, I, I, I do miss the sun and I do miss the warmth. I'll be honest. Uh, you know, I was in France for a while uh, just after the first bit of the lockdown. And I thought, oh, this is what sun feels like. So, I definitely prefer that about Africa. When I'm there, I prefer the sort of relative freedom of things. I prefer the people, but also when I'm here as well, it just depends. Wherever I am feels like home, and I think that's something I've had to cultivate over the last few years, moving around so much. Brilliant, brilliant. So. John, you and I have had conversations, a number of conversations. We've met up. We've, we've, just, we've both got a passion to see um, God um, do uh, massive things in, in people's lives. Um, and uh, I'd like to hear just, just now, what, how long have you been following Jesus? And how did that start? And why are you so passionate about following Jesus? Okay, so I, I got to know Jesus when I was at secondary school, actually. I, I didn't grow up as a, uh, I didn't grow up as a Christian. I wasn't brought up in a Christian family. You know, I, I still remember, uh, I, I used to think, you know, Sundays are really boring. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, what on earth did you do on a Sunday? Nobody did anything. It was still those type of days. Shops weren't open and things weren't open. So um, I got to know a son of a vicar at secondary school and uh, through getting to know him, I then went to a youth group. It's really boring, this story, by the way, but I went to a youth group. <laughs> <laughs> There's no drug running or guns or anything like that. And um, through getting to know him, his name was Ben. And, and one of the rules that you had to go to church, you went to the youth group. You had to go, you know, at least once a month or something like that. And so I, I went along and during that time and over that period I, I obviously kept hearing in church occasionally that you know Jesus had died for me that Jesus loved me and somewhere over that time I guess I just said yes in my heart I, I, I can't honestly tell you the day where I became a Christian but I can tell you when I wasn't and I can tell you when I was. So, you know, over a period of four or five months, uh, you know, the way I think about it, it's almost like I was going one direction. And it's almost like, you know, God, it's Holy Spirit came alongside me and just slowly steered me around. And I started going in another direction. You know, I, I come from quite a rough council estate. I know it doesn't sound like it. Probably, you know, <laughs> probably hear a little bit of, of scouse in there somewhere. But, um, but yeah, so... It, my life went in a different direction to a lot of people 
where I come from and, and still has done, you know, not, not everyone, you know, not everyone was really rough, but a lot of people were, and it was a difficult area and still is. So, you know, I, I've seen how my life has gone from one direction to another, but I think there's always been something in me that reacts against somebody telling me what to do. Even now, ask anyone I work with, don't just don't say this to Johnny that he'll react, you know, <laughs> which is maybe not a good thing, but, um, but I, I guess maybe God approached you. He didn't come and tell me, you this, you... It was just a slow, slow turning. Oh. And my life started going in a completely different direction. Wow. And of course, you did, You haven't just decided to... This, this sounds terrible now. You haven't just decided to follow Jesus. You've actually, you, you actually have decided to use uh, your entire life to mm. help others find Jesus and uh, particularly people in poor situations. Do you think that's because of your background or, or, or what, what makes you want to give everything you've got to this? Um, I, I think, well, I, I think there's, there's two or three things. That's a hard question off the top of your head, that one, John. I'm telling you, dearie me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry about that. Hey, don't ever agree to do one of these interviews. You'll get hard questions, okay? So... <laughs> <laughs> That's just my stalling time while I'm thinking of uh, an answer. <laughs> no, no, honestly, I, I, I mean, obviously the right answer in some ways is to say, well, because of what Jesus has done for me, I want to do that with other people. And there is definitely a sense of that. But, you know, you know it, I, I, for some reason in, in my heart, there's a real sense of, 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 of noticing injustice, of noticing wrong, of notice, noticing when a situation isn't correct. And, 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 and I guess from, and maybe I get that from the mum actually thinking about that. You know, if, if you if you ever crossed my mum, my word, you'd know about it. Or if somebody or if somebody she saw was in trouble, she'd try and help in some way. So maybe I right. picked up a bit of that, you know. But but I, I think when I think about those situations, when I think about people who are in difficult situations in Southern Africa or even here or even just just slightly unfair situations or just when life's dealt them it doesn't have people don't have to be poor they can just have a, an unfair card dealt to them if you like i know that knowing jesus and i know that the strength he brings and i know that the change he brings in our lives is, is the best antidote for that I, I i think one of the things that that, that happens a lot is that people get get all bogged down in trying to change the situation itself without looking at what's underlying it or what, what, or what can give the power to overcome it. And for me, as well as giving us eternal life, as well as saving us, Jesus makes a huge difference in the here and now. It's not just something that's, you know, heaven's not just in the future. Yeah. Heaven starts the moment we become a Christian. So, you know, the outworking of that, the outworking of God's kingdom in people's lives it changes their life, it changes their community, it changes their situation. So all of that really speaks in, into me, I guess. And, mm. and I, I've just always had that sense of wanting to try and make things better. And, and that, I think, at the, maybe at the heart of it, that, that's what love is, maybe. I don't know certainly what God's love is. He wants to see us better. He wants to see us free. He wants to see us fully alive, you know, in the words of the Westminster Catechism you know and, and so for us you know for me I think I mean that's what motivates me it, it, and, and it's a sense of, of you know other stuff just didn't seem to cut it for me you know I worked wow. as a software engineer for a while I used to work on simulations of nuclear submarines I used to do all kinds of stuff like that and 
but there was always a sense in which no, you, you're called to do something different. You're called to do maybe not greater, but something different. Yeah. And 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 I always knew that. You know, just like I've always known I'm an Everton fan, for example. Oh <laughs> so, wow! <laughs> which you really should be, by the way. If you're not, become an Everton. I can I can see the correlation between you know giving your life to Jesus and following Everton. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's definitely a calling. Well, yeah, okay. Um, well, I think we move on from that one. Um, so, yeah, I take it you're not an Everton fan, John. Uh, well, I, I grew up in South Wales, so I ended up with Cardiff City. So I don't think I've, I've got any grounds to talk mm. here at all. So I know we were talking about being dealt an unfair card in <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. I'm a Valleys boy who supports Cardiff City. <laughs> wow. Are you? Okay, I, we are definitely moving on now. Um no, I, that's all that you said there is, is um, just incredible. Interesting in, in terms of at CVM, we, we talk about putting the welfare of others before our own, of, uh, of counting others as, as, as more important than ourselves. And um, yeah, and just lifting, you know, not living in the gutter, but, but being there long enough to help others out of the gutter. And I, I love all of that. And I love that about your story and about what you do which is a seamless way of moving on to asking you to tell us a little bit about the ministry that you're involved in, what that's all about. And, um, and just tell us a little bit about an audacious vision that you have um, <laughs> yeah, at this yeah. point in time, because I think that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, well, I'll tell you a little bit about how, how Dignity itself started. Um, Dignity is mainly based or has been based historically mainly in Southern Africa. And, um, during university and the years after that, I, you know, my me, myself and Jude, my wife, we were always in and out of Africa doing various things. You know, we worked at mission stations, we done building projects, or you know, it, it, you you name it, we we basically been involved in it at some point. And I, I guess I was a little bit. There was a time where I was quite frustrated in terms of of, of ministry, in terms of, of of what what I felt called to do, because I, I looked at a lot of what the church did or in terms of mission because that's where I was involved in evangelism and I just thought it just doesn't work it's difficult doing something and yet inwardly you're thinking do you know what it's just a big fat waste of time you know I, I'm not one of those people who enjoys doing that as I don't think anybody does and so I was very much in that place and I'm thinking you know I'm not sure I can give my life to, to continuing doing this, Lord, when, when, when I think we can do better. You know, I, I remember what you, well, I was in a place in Sol, uh, called Solwezi in Zambia, and I was, I was inside, we were doing a seminar there of leaders, you know, we sort of got people together over six months in the bush, and we get them all together, and we, we chat to them about various Christian things, and, and leading better, and trying to make things happen better, and all that kind of stuff. And I was just thinking inwardly the whole time, Lord, we can do better than this. I know we can do better than this. Yeah. So I was praying outside and I was and I was pacing up and down. And now I was one of only three or four white guys in town at that point. So I cut a bit of a strange figure, to be honest. I'm just walking up and down, like praying. And out loud, you know, walking up and down the road. So people are looking at me a bit like, who's this nutter over there? But what I felt God say to me is, John, yeah, we can do better actually. And I'm thinking, well, well, that's a relief. That's good. Well, well, what? And, and what I felt God share with me was Isaiah 61 verse three, where he says, and, and they will be oaks of righteousness, a planting of the, of the Lord for the display of his splendor. 
So very simply, what I felt God say to me was, you know, there's people all over the bush. There's people in villages. There's people in remote places. There's people in places you've never even heard of. And some of them know me, some of them do not at the moment. But I have placed them there to be an oak of righteousness, to be somebody who displays my splendor right where they are, right in their normal everyday life with their normal everyday people in their normal everyday job or farm laboring or whatever they're doing. They are an oak of righteousness. And, and I felt the Lord say to me, who is helping these people to grow? Who's doing it? And I looked around and I thought, maybe not so many, certainly in Zambia at that point. And it was almost like the Lord said, well, there you go then. That's what I want you to do. And so that's really what dignity is about. It's about making that initial vision happen. And what which it's all about people. Dignity is about finding the people that God has placed in their own community, normally in very poor communities and, and remote places, to be a missionary to their own people, to be God's oak of righteousness there, and to start being and, and embodying the presence of the Holy Spirit and his change and his life and his movement within that community. And if I fast forward, you know, 12 years or 13 years, actually, there's around 900, 910 what we call life groups, which are groups led by these people where people get to know Jesus. They, 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 they grow in, in their faith and they grow in knowledge of God but they also work together for the good of the poor and for the most vulnerable in their community. And, and so it, we've seen a lot of exponential growth over that time. We've seen life groups pop up in all kinds of random places that we'd ever expected as well. Um, but that's what dignity is about. It's about bringing that knowledge of Jesus to people because it really makes a difference in their community, not just in the future as in eternity, but in the here and now as well. And, and I think what our world needs and looking at, at this time and everything that's gone on is for, it's, it doesn't, we, we don't need superheroes. We don't need the big leaders in the church. We need everyone to take a little step forward and do what God's calling us to do right where we are. And that's what dignity is about. Wow. Wow. So tell us about the, the vision that you have going forward the, um, with, with life groups, the number that you're looking at, and uh, and why why you uh, as a ministry are so committed to what sounds like an enormous amount of work <laughs> it is a little bit so i mean we, we were chatting before this weren't we john and and and, and what i say your eyes widened slightly when i said this but that's okay <laughs> so, <laughs> so we will we again to, now <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so what we want to try and do over the next 10 years we want to try and ourselves and through lots and lots of other people okay we don't believe this is just us we want to try and plant half a million life groups and by that that's half a million people who are being missionaries in their own community working with the people around them that god has placed around them and making a difference for jesus where they are now predominantly we're always going to do that in the poorer places of the world but but actually we see that that can spin off into Places like here in Wales and into other places as well. I mean, even here in Cumpermacro, some of the villages around here, we have a life group that a few of us have just started together. So, yeah, we, we want to try and go for half a million. Now, that might seem like a crazy number, and, and maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But the whole idea is that 
every life group starts another life group, starts another life group. And we've seen that over the last 10 or 12 years. We've seen that multiplication happen. And so in some ways, there's a little bit of form of that that, have, that has gone on. But I suppose what we're, we're what I'm seeing more now is it's not really just about dignity. It's not just about us. It's not about what we do. It's about what everyone does together. And, and, I, and I think that's the thrust. That's the thrust of what God's been saying recently is that the future of the church, the future of what we need to do is where we actually do things together, no matter what denomination we're from, what church we're from. And I don't just mean on a leader level, because we have this thing where leaders get together and we call that unity. That's not unity. That's just a bit of diplomacy going on. What we really need is true unity. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? Though? It's just true, yeah. All the politicians getting together, you know? Um, what we really need is unity on, on, on the level of the body, where in a community, I might be this type of Christian, you might be that type of Christian, but we're going to stand and make something happen together here. I, I think, I, you know, I've seen that happen. I've seen the reality of that all over Africa and in other places as well. And, and yeah, it, it can work. It absolutely can work. Wow. And I, I, I think um, I'm inspired by it. I was inspired by it when you said it to me earlier and my eyes um, went very, very wide. Um, I, I believe that, God honours audacious dreaming and audacious thinking. I think when we go to places where actually if God doesn't show up, it's not going to happen. I think we're, we're closer to where God wants us to be anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, if I look at our trustees of dignity, there's a whole load of different people, okay? There's, there's, there's obviously people like me who say things like that. And then there's more sensible people and they go, is that really what God's asking us to do? And, 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 and very sensibly think about things. And I, I think what, see, what Christians can do sometimes, we can just we almost think we have to believe crazy things to make it kind of right. Mm. But that's not what faith is. You know, I, I think faith to me is, is, is almost discerning. What is God's will? What does he want to, to happen? Yeah. And once you've discerned that, or once you've discerned an inkling of that, it's thinking, right, well, okay, how do we align ourselves with that? How do we position ourselves in terms of what we do, in terms of what we need to raise, in terms of who we need to get involved? You know, how do we take some steps? You know, not, not wanting to replace everything that God is doing, but how do we try and meet God in that, in what he's saying? And so, you know, for us, in the future of, of what is happening is, is all of this collaboration, is people working together on a community level, just reaching out to their friends and neighbours and, and, and work colleagues. Yeah. So, so how can we make that happen wider? And so that, that's kind of what's led us to this place. So it, it's, it might sound very big, and, but it's actually very considered as well at the same time. And we have a few ways of doing that. But, but there's no, you're quite right. There's no way we can achieve that unless God does it. We're, we're you know, yeah, <laughs> we'd be dead in the water. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love the synergy that there feels between your thinking there and, and what CVM Cymru is all about in terms of reaching men right across Wales um, and how we just want to facilitate and, and, it, and resource others to be able to do that. And it all comes from collaboration. It all comes from working with other ministries, but, mm. but critically it comes from working with individuals on the ground who, who just want to, I don't know, go out and have a coffee with a mate or share the gospel yeah. with a mate on a one-to-one -one basis. That's where the real yeah. 
the real stuff happens. So. Well, well, and 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 I've and I've seen that happen. You know, I, I've seen I've seen communities where people basically believed that you know that they were the only one, or or, mm. or there was very little of what God was doing there. And they they get together with some other people. They start to study the Bible together. They start to meet together and pray for their community. And then all of a sudden, people are becoming Christians, or yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, all kinds of stories that I could tell you, you know, um, you know, people who've been saved from sort of injustice or, you know, there was another group that built a bridge over a river to stop people drowning in the middle of the bush. There, wow. You know, there was a woman who took in some random orphan, you know, all kinds of stuff that, that, that happens. But it's because God's people suddenly go active yeah, yeah. in their own community. You know, and 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 and, I, and that's not an easy thing to do. Actually, I can see that from you know, for us to start a life group here, as well as just doing it in Africa, with the, it, you know, because it was, I suppose, in our own home turf. That, that it was a whole, it was a slightly different level. It was, I, I had more to lose personally, I guess. You know, those neighbours are going to think I'm completely mad, but we took that step, and and you know, certainly here anyway, we're, we're seeing that grow as well. Brilliant. That's amazing. It's so encouraging. Um, John, uh, as we um, uh, as we come into land, uh, I just want to ask you, uh, obviously, we're now at, at the time of recording this. We are cautiously, uh, to use Mark Drakeford and the Welsh government's language, we're cautiously moving out of lockdown. Um, we've gone from stay at home to stay local. And, uh, you know, for, for many of us guys, we're, we're, we're beginning to dream about what life might be like afterwards. Can I ask you um, to give your thoughts on um, what it might look like, uh, let's say firstly for the church, what does it look like for us as, as communities of faith across Wales here? How do you see that? Uh, but also just generally, what, what do you think life is, is going to be like going forward do you think we're going to go back to what we were before pre-covid19 or do you not actually even believe that 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 kind of normality exists anymore what's what's your thoughts i'm always very hesitant to answer questions like this because uh somebody could play this in a year's time and go well you were wrong weren't you completely and utterly wrong you false prophet you know, what are you like yeah. um I, I mean for me I think in every situation that, that, that kind of assails you, there's always a lesson to be learned somewhere, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, you know, I think, you know, a few weeks ago, I got attacked by a bush pig in the bush in Zambia, for example. There's a lesson that comes out of that. You know, I look back many years ago, we surrounded by bandits in the bush or armed and machetes. There's a lesson that comes out of that. So, so you know, so, 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 so rather than thinking, um, so rather than thinking, you know, woe is us, this is happening to us. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I wonder if the best way of trying to approach everything that's been going on is thinking, what, what, what can we learn from what's been happening? And, and, and for me, I think one of the things that we've learned over, you know, we, we've seen over the last year or so, it's just, it's just how important people are mm. on a local level to the kingdom of God. You, you know, I, I think, you know, we, we've seen that the church isn't about services. It isn't about, and now about Zoom services, even though very helpful and, and very, very good to have. But the church is about people. It's about the relationships and the community that people have. And, 
And actually, one of the things I've seen here, one of the things I've seen in, in lots of life groups all over the place, is that is that actually the closer you are, the church is, to the wider community, then just the more people come to know Jesus, the more impact Jesus has. And, and so I guess, I guess the thing we could learn is also the thing I wouldn't want to lose. I wouldn't want to lose that learning. I wouldn't want to lose that impression that people have that they can be used by Jesus right where they are, but because they've had to be in the last year or so, but that's something we need to carry on. What, what, what we shouldn't be doing as maybe the leader of a church or a leader of a ministry is sort of like saying, well, let's all come back to base kind of thing. We shouldn't be saying that. We should be saying we've learned that we can survive out in the wild, if you like, that actually God can use us where we are. And so I would want the church to learn that. I would want the church to, to almost press the pedal on that harder. And say, right, let's find ways of equipping people out in their own community. Let's find ways of giving, you know, Fred, who works in, 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 the, in the factory, you know, or works in the shop, a way of actually being able to reach the people around him to have the confidence to do that. You, you know, I, 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 think, I think we've seen a change, in, a possible change in direction. And I think we have to do more of it because I, I think maybe our survival in the long term depends on it because I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure that everyone who went to church pre, pre-lockdown is going to go back to church after it. No. You know, I think we need to, we need to move the church closer to where people are and be, because we are the church. You know, me and you, John, and the people that we know around us, we're the church. It, it's not a structure. It's not a, not a professional service. It's not a charity. It's, it's the people. Mm. And, and I think people always respond to that. You know, I certainly see that. In, in our group here, I've seen that in groups across Southern Africa, that when people know people who know God, that's when things change. You, know, you think about Billy Graham in, um, in, in the 80s, you know, the amount of people you could talk to of a certain generation who, oh, yeah, a friend invited me along to Billy Graham. And then I heard the gospel and I became Christian. The key thing there wasn't Billy Graham necessarily. It was a friend who invited them. We need to get we need to be that and more where we are that's what oaks of righteousness are i think yeah absolutely and i and i think um it will be amazing if the church has and does finally break out of its four walls um mm. you know and, and and the whole luke 10 thing isn't it they went out yeah. you know in in twos and and just wherever the people were um and i think that that would be that would be an amazing mm. new normal uh, yeah, no, no, absolutely, and I, and and I think I think one of the things we, we need to not be afraid of of just of just speaking Jesus and and mm-hmm. and, and being open about our faith. You know, I mean, whilst you know, we'll be ramming it down people's throats, of course, but just naturally be who we are. Yeah, I, I tried to make a decision at the beginning of lockdown. I thought I'm not. I'm going to try not to duck it. You know, <laughs> if a situation comes up or if there's an opportunity. Well, what have we got to lose? There's a pandemic going on. I may as well just be as open as I possibly can be. And that's not been easy in every situation. But again, that's something else that I think we can maybe learn and take forward is that people actually do need Jesus. People actually, you know, the foundations that our lives are built up are not as sure as we thought they were. No, no, they're not. No. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. And uh, it's been great to catch up with you. Oh, before we go, I, I do need to add this. How, if anyone wants to 
to uh, pop along to your website, uh, the yeah. DW website, what's the address that they need to uh, go to? It's dignityonline.org.uk. So it's dignityonline.org.uk. And there's, there's various resources there that you can have a look at, you can download. Um, there's, there's one called 10 Simple Thoughts, which talks about starting life groups wherever you are. There's a lot of Africa-based stuff as well. There's lots of really good news and inspiring stories there of real people in real life doing the kind of things that we've been talking about here. Brilliant. Jochen Valjean, thank you for being with us. Bye.